you see somebody on the street and you like, you know, why don't you pull down your mask? Let me see what you look like. You know, right. if a brother's trying to right. kick it to somebody or, you know, she might pull down a mask and he don't like what he sees and he's like, Ugh. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations with d and I'm Danielle Eason. And today we have the one and only relationship and life coach, Mr. Rodney Gray, joining us. Rodney, my brother, I'm so excited to have you. How are you? Yeah, D, listen, first of all, um, congrats on the YouTube channel. Congrats on the many wonderful things you have going on. Um, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And it's, and it's a pleasure to be here with you today. But I'm doing great. I'm doing thank great. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy for you. I want to congratulate you on the misses. You look yes. wonderful. She's gorgeous. She's a dime. I said, my brother did good right there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah. anyway, so the reason I'm so excited for this show is because I love to talk about relationships. You guys, I met Rodney back in 2K16. Lucinda Cross had an Activate event, and he was on the relationship panel dropping jewels and gems just on how to make relationships successful, how to have, you know, the right kind of connection. So... With the pandemic going on, I still got my homegirls out there that they still meeting up with their boo and bae, even though, you know, we're supposed to be quarantining. So yeah. I said, let me get Rodney on here to give some people some advice on how to work out these early dating relationships. Because things are different now. They don't look the same pre-pandemic as they do now. So we want to just dive a little bit into dating during the quarantine. For those of you out there, you know, you might have just met somebody, maybe you're doing online dating. Um, clearly, like I said, we know things are different right now. So Rodney, I want you to tell us, um, first of all, tell us a little bit about who you are, what it is that you do, okay. expound a little bit on that. Yeah, sure, sure. So, so, um, wear a lot of hats, right? So I'm a, I'm a pastor at a church here in Charlotte, um, oversee one location, also a teaching pastor with that, but I'm also a life coach, relationship coach, and I do some leadership training too. Um, and, uh, Similarly to you, you know, relationships is one of my absolute most fun things to talk about. Um, and and the funny thing is, D, is like I never I never set out to be a relationship coach, right? Um, you know, I happened to be speaking somewhere a few years ago, and somebody heard me, and I was just really telling my story, um, just about some things that I've been through relationally. And somebody reached out to me and said, "Hey, you know, I know somebody throwing this event." Um, and in this particular city, you know, she's looking for a guy, can you do it? And so I said, sure, I, I'll jump out there and I'll do it. And so, you know, you know how it is, man. God had just kind of bottled up my story. Um, and I told my story and just from there, it just, it just took off. So um, been, been privileged to, to travel to quite a few places, teaching and talking about relationships. So I just, I absolutely love it. I just love, love adding value to people and love just people seeing people be, um, their, their best self. So I, so I love it. I love it. Right. Well, that is super dope. And I love it too. And I'm wishing you all the best. I know, you know, your name is going to continue to go out there and God's going to continue to open those doors for you because you're just a, you're a good dude. You know what I mean? Mm, appreciate that. So tell us what are some telltale signs of someone? If you like, let's say you meet somebody, right. Um, during this pandemic, First off, do you think people should be dating right now or should they wait until this is all over? Because right okay. now, 
you know, during this pandemic, if you meet somebody, it's kind of hard. Social events are shut down. So if you see somebody on the street and you like, you know, why don't you pull down your mask? Let me see what you look like. You know, right. if a brother's trying to right. kick it to somebody or, you know, she might pull down a mask and he don't like what he sees. And he's like, go off and act like he got the COVID so he can just, you know, get out of there. You right. know, you think people should even be dating right now? Should they just wait until this is all over with? Well, here's the interesting thing. Like, you know, relationships are so colorful, right? Like, like just on a broad scale, like I have a, like, I don't, I never consider myself a relationship expert, right? Because I think relationships are too colorful, right? Yeah. Do I coach people in relationships? Absolutely. But I think relationships are colorful. So I think just as a, uh, as a, as a broad statement to this, I think that adults should do whatever they're comfortable with doing, right? So um, some guys, some women might be comfortable, right? Other people might not be um, as comfortable doing that. So I think people should do whatever they're, whatever they're comfortable with doing, right? It's almost like um, I had a lady ask me a few years ago, um, is it okay for, for her or for women to approach men, right? Is it okay for them to approach men? And I said, I said, be true to who you are, right? Some women are more, some women are more assertive. They like to take their chance. Um, and if that's you, then, then, then do you. But if that's not you, then don't be something you're not. Because one of the most attractive things to me is authenticity. Be who you are. So I think even in this, even in this COVID period, um, if, if that's how you rock, if that's how you want to do things, or if you feel like that's how I want to do things in this season because things are different, then, then jump out there and do it. Uh, and, and so, so if that floats your boat, then, then I'll be it. But I think at the same time, you know, there has to be a, a if people are going to approach dating during COVID, um, th there should be an understanding and agreement. Um, you know, like if you meet, like if you, if you meet somebody online and you want to take the relationship offline and you, you want to talk on the phone and FaceTime, that's cool, but it, it eventually you're gonna want to meet up, right? So if you want to meet up, then I think there should be um, uh, communication around that. There should be an understanding, and there should be an agreement. Okay, like you know, uh, if, if when we meet, are we gonna take temperatures? Right. Um, do we need to see COVID test? <laughs> um, are we just gonna be chill? Like, like I want to meet you, you want to meet me, but you know, I want to meet you with a mask on, so we'll stay socially distant. You know, so I think there should just be an agreement on whatever the two people feel. Uh, is best for them or whatever they're, they're, they're comfortable with. So wow. I hope that answered your question. It, it definitely did. I can say that I am happy to be married at this time because it just seems like such a challenge to try to yeah. make that happen. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's worth it because like you got people out there right now, they're lonely, especially with all this going on. They're feeling isolated. They want to get out. They want to still mm -hmm. date. So it's it, that's definitely some great advice. Um, so the thing is, Going out with people right now, you don't really know if they want to go out with you because they're bored, you know, because things are shut down, the world is shut down. You don't know if they're genuine in their interaction and their connection with you. Mm -hmm. So what is some signs that we can sort of look for to know, you know, if somebody's trying to play us out, if they're just bored right now, you know, and then when the pandemic's over, they're going to try to, you know, just you know, drop us and don't pick up our phone calls no more, things like right, that. Right, right. Okay, so um, so let me say, let me say first off, like um I categorize relationships just like I do anything else, right? It's a 
uh, it's a faith step, right? So, so let me start by saying, I don't think that there's like a 100%, you know, fail-proof way um, to not be somebody's placeholder, right? During COVID, right? Because I can imagine that there's a lot of that, right? As you alluded to, like somebody's bored, and I just, I just, I just want somebody to kick it with till COVID's over. So, so there's no real fail-proof way as far as I'm concerned. But there are some things that I think that people could watch for um, to try to prevent that. Um, number one, consistency, right? It, it like is the person that you're attempting to get to know, um, are they consistent? That, that's one thing. Um, and I always tell people like make people make people earn your time, your trust, and your attention. Make people earn that. And so consistency is, is one way to do that. Um, the second thing is, do they make you a priority? Like, do they make you a priority? Do they prioritize spending time with you? Even if it is uh, just FaceTime or you know whatever time y'all set together, um, do they prioritize you? Another one is, um, uh, and this is key, like do they, do they listen? Do they pay attention to the conversations that you have? Now this is now this is important because this is going to show you how vested people are in wanting to get to know you and spend time with you. And here's here's uh, like for instance here's here's the way you know that they're listening. They bring up something you said four conversations ago. Like they pick up on the fact that that um, and it could be something as trivial as um, you said your favorite color was blue. Right. Um, and so they, they bring it back up in a conversation or um, they remember certain things that you said that you were passionate about. Um, you know, like 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 I heard you say the first time I met you that um, you were passionate about growing spiritually. Um, so let me ask you. I've been thinking about that. Let me ask you a couple of questions about that. That shows that they were paying attention and they want to get to know you. Um, here's another one. Um, vulnerability. Right. Vulnerability. Now, um, I'll say this. Yeah, that's a tough one. Now, well, now, now, say, now I, I think vulnerability is tough just because, you know, you don't want to be tough. vulnerable too much right off the bat, because if you let all your eggs Absolutely. out of one basket and you tell them your whole life story, they could wind up taking advantage of you in that alone. So is it a good idea? to Absolutely be right. You're absolutely right. So, 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 so vulnerable within reason, right? So, so, so the context is, um, how to know if somebody's not playing you, right? How, in other words, how to know if somebody is genuinely interested. So, so essentially what I'm saying is, is, is they don't have nothing to hide, right? They don't have nothing to hide. Like they're not, they're not. Now again, um, time is, time will really tell, right? Whether they're really, you know, you know, you know, messing around with you or not. But if they're, if they're vulnerable, if they're telling you things about themselves that, that you didn't even ask, not necessarily, um, you know, things that they should be telling you six, seven months down the line, but stuff that you didn't even ask. Um, that could be a sign that they're serious about you and they're not just um, trying to kick it with you because, you know, they're bored during COVID or you're just a placeholder. So, that, so those are a couple of things, you know, consistency, um, they make you a priority, they sacrifice, um, they demonstrate that they're listening that they pay attention and um, that they that they share some things about themselves and and I think again that that shows that they're not you know they don't have they don't that they don't have anything to hide. One of the things we talk about in some of the some of the male circles that I run in is three things that are important: nothing to hide, nothing to prove, nothing to fear. 
right? So, so as men, you know, those are in, in some of the circles, those are things that, that kind of guide you. Right. And, and nothing to hide is important, you know, when you're talking about relationships. But again, to your point, within reason, right? You don't want to, you, you know, because you can, you can divulge something to somebody too soon and they run with that. And then, you know, something that was, that was shared in confidence or, you know, through being vulnerable, could the devil could use that as a foothold. Right, right. Yeah, so, so definitely within reason. So are you saying like the men, ladies should be looking for the men to be vulnerable, but for them themselves, they don't really want to share too much? Because I have a lot of friends, like they get on the dates with these guys and they telling them about that their father was never there. They letting them know that they ex broke their heart. Is it wise to really do stuff like that, to just lay it out all on the table? Or should you yeah. keep that to yourself? Yes, again, within reason, because stuff like um, my father wasn't in my life, um, or I didn't have a good relationship with, a, with my father, you know, some men prey on that. Some, some, some men will use that. So, so what I would say is, if you use that, if you're going to use something like that, always balance it with, but here's what that taught me. You know, I didn't have my father in my life, but it taught me X, Y, Z. It taught me to, um, you know, to put, to put wise men around me. Um, you know, cause then if I'm, if I'm, I'm talking to you and I'm trying to pray on that, but you say I got wise men in my corner that I run that I run things through in my life. Now I might be a little bit hesitant to to, to cross you because I know you got some cats in your corner that you know nine times out of ten you're gonna filter this relationship through. So okay, so I would so always say you know you can balance with certain things. So you say it. You basically I, I'm hearing that it is important to have some people that you're accountable to. Some people Absolutely. that you can go to, especially men in your life, strong men, that they can sort of see, you know, through the games that this dude might be trying to play with you, or they can tell if he's serious. I mean, yeah. uh, some things only time can tell. We know right. that. Right. So, yeah. but definitely it's good to have accountability. I like that. Yeah, um, yeah, have accountability. I mean, that's, you know, Kip says, you know, you know, there's safety in a multitude of counsel, right? So, yeah. so, so you want to have some people, and it, and it's even okay if they're, if, if they're from different industries than you, or they have different backgrounds, or, you know, they don't necessarily see things the way you do. Um, because I found um, that's one of the filters, right? Like I tell people all the time, um, you know, you've heard the phrase, uh, follow your heart, right? But I always say, but don't forget to take your mind with you, right? Think. Yeah. And part of that is knowing that your heart and your mind could be deceived because you want to be in a relationship or you really like a person. And so it's okay to filter that, that relationship through um, the eyes, the heart and the mind of other people that, that, that know that, you know, like, and trust. Right. Right. Wow. I, I, I gotta say it's, it's tough though. Like for me, um, I've been in a domestic violence relationship. And so, me too. you know, the thing is the guy, he was so charming at first. It wasn't until uh, literally like two years in, that we had our first incident. And maybe because I was inexperienced, there was some signs that I just, I wasn't aware of. And, you know, there was some things that probably would have told me it was leading to that. But two whole years before I even realized that, you know, he had these issues of, you know, want to put his hands on women. So the mm -hmm. thing is, it's, it's really tough out there. And then they say during this pandemic, domestic violence is on the rise. Yeah. So we know that people are in situations right now. So do you have any advice for, you know, anybody that might be, you know, with someone and because, you know, since COVID has started, started, they're in the house more together. They're maybe going through more fights, maybe um, having more disagreements and arguments and might've gotten physical, God forbid, 
But if that situation is going on, what would you recommend? Should somebody get a plan to sort of get themselves out of it? Should they seek counseling right now? Does it depend on, you know, how far in the relationship they're in? What do you say about stuff like that? Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm sorry you. I'm sorry to hear you went through that again. I went through it too, um, and just for clarity for anybody watching, um, um, I was not the abuser. Um, I, I was the abuser, and I was in that relationship for five and a half years. Um, and like you, I saw signs in the beginning, um, but decided to ignore those signs until till things just got to an unbearable point. So what I would say, um, I'm always pro putting yourself first. Right now, I do understand in situations like domestic violence, stuff like that, it takes a lot of courage right. um, and a lot of people are afraid um, to take that next step. So the first step I would say is, is if nobody knows, tell somebody you trust, okay. tell somebody you trust. And then um, I would say seek counseling. Um, but and then and then you use the person that you told and then counseling to develop a plan. But but here's what's important, D. You want to develop that plan from. Um, somewhat of a sober mindset, right? You don't want to be, you don't want to make the plan and the, the foundation of the plan is, is bitterness and resentment. Um, so you want to try to make it from uh, as healthy of a place as you can. Right. But again, you know, for me, I, you know, I am, I am pro take care of yourself, especially if, if there are children involved, God forbid, yeah. Um, because you're no good to yourself or all those children if you stay in that situation. And right. if the person, if the person, if, 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 if the situation has been addressed to the person, like, hey, listen, when you do this, this is how it makes me feel. It makes me fearful. It makes me scared, blah, 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 blah. If, if they don't want to change, um, then you got a decision to make, right? right. I right. mean, at the end of the day, but if they want, if they express that they want to change, like, cause this was my situation. She expressed that she wanted to change, um, and 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 went about seeking help, right? right? right. Um, but, but but so for me, I said, okay, I'm gonna see how long this lasts, and so that lasted about, I'm gonna say a good year, year and a half, yeah. um, and then things and then things you know didn't change. So um, that's what I would say as a starting point: tell somebody um, and then get counseling. Right. Oh man, that is great advice. Um, I know for me, I can also relate where it was um, pretty much, it was like a year or two later. And I was like, okay, this is great. You know, we haven't had any incidences, any arguments. Mm -hmm. But then when that next argument hit, it was like, it was crazy. Like it was so mm -hmm. bad. Like he almost took my life. So it, I think every case is different. You got some people in severe cases right. where they might be right. getting hit on every day. You know what I mean? In front of the kids and stuff like that. And they don't want to leave because they have kids and they don't have a plan. And, you know, and it's, it's really hard. You got to seek help out there. They put all these, you know, hotline numbers out there because mm -hmm. of situations like these. And then you got some situations where it's more of an emotional thing where, you know, maybe the person is cursing at them, belittling them, talking mm -hmm. down to them. But either way, like you said, your self-preservation self is the number one rule in life. Absolutely. So if anybody out there is in a situation like that, you know, we just want to let you know, seek help, seek somebody you can trust and, you know, work your way out to a better place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. So right now with the social events being shut down, what do you say that people can do to meet people? Um, do you recommend any specific online dating websites 
Is there something else that people can do right now to make themselves more available that they can actually meet people out there? What do you recommend? Um, so as far as dating sites, I, I, I've personally never been on a dating site. So, so I couldn't, you know, I've, I've heard, I've heard about dating sites. Okay. Let me, let me, let me take that back. Let me take that back. Um, uh, I was on when, when, when I think it was around when black people meet first came out. Okay. Um, I set up a profile, but I never put a picture up. And I think that lasted like maybe three days and I took it down. Um, so I don't have any, I don't have any direct experience with it, um, yeah. but I've, I've heard good and bad about, about things, but here's some simple things I think people could do. First of all, um, um, if you're not on some sort of social media and you, and you want um, to take advantage of this COVID period, I think one, you should get on social media. Um, now, whichever one you get on is kind of up to you. Um, but I think when you get on it, I think there's, there's some things that you should do if you want to be noticed, right? Um, okay. for instance, if, if you're on, let's say, let's say if you're on Instagram, um, your profile should be public. Okay. Um, and, and for anybody that doesn't know what that means, it simply means that anybody could go on and look at your pictures at any time. It means that they don't have to, they don't have to request um, to connect with you. Cause if they have to request to connect to you, then you have to, um, you have to accept and all that kind of stuff, which is a good way to filter who follows you. But if you want to get, if you want to be, you know, if you want to make yourself more available, then I would suggest, um, number one, um, make your profile public. Um, if you're on say Facebook, um, put post that you're single on your status, post that you're single because people do look People do look, they'll look, if, if they find you attractive, they will look and say, hey, is this person single in a relationship? And I know um, some people won't put what their status is, right? right? And I get that. But again, the context of this is you actually want to be more available. And so these are kind of subtle ways that you can do that. Here, here's something else that you can do. Um, you can comment um, to people that, that you follow people that you're connected with. Like if they put a post up and you think it's dope or a picture that you like it, comment, love this, great pick. Um, Cause get this, like, you know this, people are nosy, right? Yes. People are nosy. So they're gonna be like, yo, who's, who is this? Let me, let me click on this, right? And they might not even be connected to you, but they're connected to the person's pick that you, um, that you commented on. Um, and so those, you know, that's just, that's just three ways um, because you know, and it, and it's and it's something that um, I tell entrepreneurs that I've worked with um, that wanna that wanna increase their following and their audience. Um, if, if you know somebody that's in the same industry that you're in, um, yeah. support them, right? And I'm not obviously I'm not suggesting that you be disingenuous, but support people, comment to their posts, like their stuff, share their stuff, um, because that opens you up to their audience. And the same could be said um, for people that want to be want to be known or want to be available or want to be found out on social media. Because I don't necessarily think that, um, I, I think it's a cool way to leverage kind of what's going on right now, right? Um, and it's a good way to filter people out, right? You can be, you can connect with somebody and be online with them for a long time um, before you decide you want to you want to meet them in person. Um, and so it's kind of a safe way to, you know, get to meet people and get to know people and, and you know, I, you know, one of the things I hear people talk about a lot is, is uh, browse people's page. Like if their page is public, you know, look at their page. And, and now it won't, it won't tell you everything you need to know about them, 
but check out their page. You know, is this something, you know, because a lot of times it'll tell you, you know, what their values are, um, you know, what their interests are. And so a lot of times, like I know guys who use that as like conversation starters, right? Like, hey, you don't know me, we're not connected, um, but I hope you don't mind. You know, I went on your page and I saw it. It looks like you're into hiking. I'm into that too, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's conversation starters. But anyway, um, I'm kind of going off at a tangent, but, but those are a couple of things that, that people could do um, to kind of make themselves more available on uh, social media. Okay, I like that because like you said, you can see what your common interest with a person is mm-hmm. when you know you sort of check their page out. Not only that, your spouse or your partner, God might have them in another state. They might not, you know, they might not be where you are. So Absolutely. you might click on somebody's page and see that they're from someplace else. But you know, I think, you know, I got a lot of single friends and they keep themselves in this box where, you know, I'm not going out of my way to meet nobody. You know, how do you know the person God has for you? is not in another place. How do you know they're not of a different race? You know what I'm saying? So you need to really leave yourself open to these different options. Yeah, and that, and that's one of the that's one of the uh that's one of the huge things that I've seen is people put themselves in a box and they put God in a box, right? right? Um you know, and and particularly if you've been if you've been saved or walking with God for any prolonged length of time, we feel like we have God figured out. Like I know that 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 it needs to come this way or that way. Here's what I say let God write your love story, right? Because it could be totally different from anybody you've you've ever known, ever met, ever experienced. And here's another thing, um, you know, just because it starts off one way, it, it may not end up that way. In other words, it might not be a fairy tale from the beginning. It may not be a fairy tale from the beginning. Um, and I don't have time to get into my story, but, but my story is like that. My, my story is just like that. Um, again, um, and, and I mentioned this to you, D, kind of offline, but, but for me, you know, my wife is the fulfillment of my dreams, the manifestation of my prayers. However, um, it wasn't, you know, picket fence, um, roses and daisies from, from the very beginning. Right. Um, and we have a very powerful story that only God could have written. Um, the way um, yeah, I know you didn't. I know you didn't ask, but let God write your story. Let let That's God write. It. You know, we like to take the pen, and and, and 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 we like to take the pen and be the author of our own, um, because we think we know. And right. and you know, I always say that that um, people change, right? So people change, things happen. So we have to be able to flow, um, whatever whatever God has for us. Because you know, I mean, I don't know what my life gonna look like four years from now. Uh, and so, so God knew, God knew. And so, so, and I look at, I look at where I am in my life right now. Um, and, and, you know, my wife is, 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 it, it, it wouldn't have fit. It, it, it wouldn't have fit um, in previous relationships I was in. So, and I'm, and I'm sure you could testify to that too, but yeah. I'm going off, but yeah, but yeah. I love it. I love the fact that, you know, that, that the, your wife right now, she compliments you. And like you said, yeah. When you let God write the story, he knows years down the line what you're going to need, the type of person that you're going to need, the things you're going to experience in your life. And she's perfect for that. And that's why God had it to come together. But I think with a lot of sisters, um, you know, we sometimes we have this unapproachable demeanor, especially yeah. in the early stages of dating where, you know, that prideful attitude. And I think when brothers look online, they could tell of a sister somebody going to be arguing with constantly. You know, because she's heady, you know, she's all into herself. 
And that's the thing, even like with Ruth in the Bible, a lot of people talk about that story with Boaz. Boaz found her working. You know, she was humble. She wasn't afraid to get dirty. She wasn't afraid to help him out and assist him in any way possible. And now you got women like, well, I'm not doing all of that. And I'm not, I'm not rubbing his feet and cooking for him and, you know, things like that. But, you know, you need to know that a relationship is give and take. And if you yeah. are willing to do these things, God can send you somebody who can reciprocate. He can send you an equal yeah. and then you are partners together. All right, Rodney. Uh, so let the people know basically what you're working on yeah. right now, where they yeah. can find you over social media. Um, so a couple of things that I've been working on. And D, pray for me. I've been working this for a minute. But so two books, um, two books that have to do with relationships. One is called Healthy Love. Um, and essentially a guide to establishing, building, and maintaining healthy relationships. So I'm excited about that. So, so y'all be on the lookout for that. Um, and another one I'm equally excited about is called Seven Things Women Want from the Man They're in a Relationship With. Seven Things Women Want from the Man They're in a Relationship With. Um, and it's, 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 and so um, here's the funny thing about, about that one, D, is I, I, I started working on this a couple of years ago. And when it started, it was four things. It was four things women want from the man in a relationship with. So I was traveling around and I was speaking um, and I would give I would give tidbits of this to some of the women that were in the audience. And I'll say, hey, this is what I'm working on. What you think? Blah, 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 blah. And so um, when some women gave me some advice. Um, and so that's that's how it stretched to, to seven things. But but, I, but I'm excited about that. I'm excited. Oh, that sounds exciting because you got firsthand knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, you know, I always say none of us is as smart as all of us. Right. So um, it was my 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 firsthand knowledge, other people I came across and, you know, what women say that they are looking for. Right. What, what they say. So, and I'm excited about that. So, and all of them start with an L. All of them start with an L. So, wow, so, so, so I'm excited. Yeah. So, so I'm sorry about that. So, like the L things, ladies. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right? so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be dope. So, people can find me pretty much um, all over social media. Um, Facebook is Rodney Gray. Um, Instagram and Twitter is Rodney underscore Gray and the number one. Um, Gray is Gray is G R A Y. Um, by the way. So Rodney Gray, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Rodney underscore Gray. Um, people can email me. Um, you know, I, I still take take clients for relationship coaching. Um, RevRGray at yahoo.com. Um, R-E-V-R-G-R-A-Y at yahoo.com. Um, or they can go to my website. Um, and it's just RodneyGray.net. RodneyGray.net. And for those who do, um, you'll see a pop-up screen that comes up. And um, you send me your email and I'll send you the greatest lesson that love has ever taught me. Um, so those are so those are the best ways that people that people can reach me for sure. I love it. I love it. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. That's Rodney Gray. He lets you know how to look for him. Be on the lookout for his upcoming books. He's doing relationship coaching. So if you got a you know entanglement or something going on, you need some advice on it. Hit him up. Let him know. But um, Rodney, I want to thank you so much for joining me. This was a great conversation and I'm hoping that I can have you back on so we can delve into some more things, you know. Absolutely. People are going to leave some comments and they want some you know, answers to some questions. So I'm looking forward to uh, doing this again. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Thanks so much for having me. It's a, it's a privilege. Thanks, Rodney. All Thank right, you. guys. So there you have it. Thanks for joining us. And I'll see you on the next episode of Conversations with D&D. Later, guys.